0: Time. We are discussing uh, relevant in time events and things that are happening in the news today. And if you've been watching the news lately, it's enough to make the hair on the back of your neck stand up. Amen? So uh, come and be a part of that. That's going to pick back up January 3rd. So Monday, January 3rd at 6 p.m., we are actually starting the, the focus of our book club uh, on the old book called Left Behind. So we'll read that to compare that with the Bible that, and we look at things that are happening in our world today, and to with the Bible, with the book we're reading, and our own opinions. So, it's a neat, neat, neat time, that we're really excited to come to be a part of that. So that starts January 3rd, at 16 years. Uh, other than that, we you have announcements I make up the block? Not. let's go to the Lord in prayer. After we pray, would you please rise and welcome one another. Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I want to thank you. Lord, you take charge this morning. That if we worship you, Lord God, we would just lay down all the cares, all the concerns, anything, Lord, that would come between us and you. And may we worship you. May your spirit fall down like rain. May you open our hearts, Lord. May we have the floodgate open today, that there might be real worship in Robert's Manages, that there might be revival this morning, that there might be renewal and restoration, and Father God, let there be rejoicing in your house this morning. I'm asking, Lord, you would bless us in the parents of the upcoming Christmas holiday as we celebrate the birth of your only begotten son. And I just pray, Lord, that we would be able to celebrate the new birth this morning as well. If you do, people, Lord, would we'll come down and put Jesus in our heart this morning, as we give you the praise the honor and glory in Jesus. Amen. Amen. Alright, with that being said, I have a short video. Well, go ahead and rise and welcome one another, then I'll share with you a short video. Go ahead. Wood, start making your way to your seat, amen, all right, blessed be the name of the Lord. That's the greatest time at church services to watch God's people hug and greet one another. Speaking of greetings, I do have a Christmas greeting I'd like to share with you from Living Waters. Enjoy that video.
1: The message of Christmas is that we are all going to die. And that will happen because God Himself gave us the death sentence for breaking the law, the Ten Commandments. Let's look at a few and see if we have indeed sinned against him. Have you ever lied, even yes, lost, or stolen something, irrespective of its value? Have you used God's name, name? Oh my. If you've ever lusted out this time, Jesus said you have committed adultery. On Judgment Day, God will hold us all accountable to our sins. Everyone who has broken God's law deserves to be punished. For but God not a monster saint, He set his son Jesus to To make sure you make it to heaven. Think. Do what the Bible says: repent and trust alone in Jesus, so that when God's kingdom comes to this earth, you will be part of that kingdom. Go now to live in the
0: me. To me to so have your Bibles with you. Whew. Open up with you, please. The Prophet Isaiah, chapter 9. Prophet Isaiah, chapter 9. The preacher holiday time is the hardest to pass. They're expected to preach six service through the whole month of December. And if you do three services a week, that translates to about thirty-two to thirty-six Christmas service. So when people come to me and say, "Pastor, where the business meeting is time. I'm like, "Yes." I love that there is no end to the Christmas message. If you are in your Bible no end to the message. It's a lifetime of preaching just on the birth of Jesus alone, amen? There is so much to learn, there is so much to give, so much to speak of, so much to talk about, but I want to talk just for a minute, if I may, about our world. I know we're starting out in the prophet Isaiah chapter 9, we haven't even opened the prayer yet, but I know like. You have been watching the news, you have been watching what's popping out there, and let me just remind you that you can trust no news company anymore. The only thing you can trust is this right here, amen? That is it. His Word is true. Nothing else matters. But you watch and you try to catch what's happening in the world, and that's okay. Some of you have seen new statues appearing, even though just last year we were dripping down Down anything, anything, and anyone, anyone that was offensive at some time frame or another, whether it was 100 years, 200 years, 300 years, 100 years, 100 years it didn't matter. The statue went down. Now we're putting statues off. Statues in the statues up. And these statues are appearing in front of United Nations office. They are Are you saying they are? No. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is we need to watch. And we need to be aware. And we need to understand what's happening in our world. We are moving alarmingly fast to a cashless society. We are moving alarmingly fast to a one-world government. Alarmingly fast. Fast where there was just one language for just one religion. And you know what? Those things fit the end-time scenario. In our eschatology book club, we were talking about those things. You know, this is not a club or an advertisement for that. But we brought those things out. How do you feel about those? What do you see in the, If you want a good picture of what those actually look like, read Revelation 13. about this beast and out of the sea, the, the beast that guards. A beast that brings peace. The beast to have a body like leper's. called. To, to Countries in the world are now starting to say you cannot buy what can you sell without your COVID 19 passport. That is happening Sweden is now completely where you will not buy, or you will not sell, or you will not sell it without your passport. New York City, you cannot go into a bar. Now, what would have happened if you going into a bar for other than free? You can't go there. You cannot go out to eat. You cannot go to a restaurant. You cannot go into a sports venue. Anywhere where people gather without a pastor. You can see footprints or things that escalated in lots of times. If that's not going to happen, I don't do it. It is happening. We need to be aware. We need to be aware. I would not be a pastor worth any. Of, I would be work away with my own socks if I did not tell you you need to be ready. You need to be looking up. You need to get busy because Jesus is coming back and there's a whole world out there that is lost and there's are deceived, and they need Jesus Christ. This Christmas season could be a challenge for us. it could be a challenge for us being said, let's go for the Lord who so, said, Father, we come to now in Jesus' name. Lord, thank you for all you should be gathered in this house. Lord, we were in a very glorious environment. of the Bible. That's what you're in if you're going to look at what's happening outside of your house. Father God, I'll ask you to remind us today that no matter what happens outside of the world, that so we don't have to be afraid, we don't have to worry, because we have seen the end of the story. We know what happens. to Lord, and we know you will never leave us nor forsake us. And we know, Father God, that what you have begun in us, you will finish in us. And this is my prayer this morning, Lord. That there be anyone who needs to come to know you, anyone who needs to get up, walk right with you, that Christians walk right with you. Father God, let today be that day before going to be May your name be glorified, may it be lifted up, may it be exalted, and may we bless it be blessed forever and ever the Title of This Morning Message is For Unto Us. We are looking at Isaiah chapter 9. We're going to look at two verses, verses 6 and 7. It's a very powerful uh, prophecy that Isaiah the prophet gives us. He says in verse 6 For unto us a child is born. Unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom, to order it, and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will Let me tell you historically, prophetically, in the Bible, biblically, babies change everything. When the world is breaking up, when the world literally is falling to pieces, God sends a baby in order to When humans were breaking up inside, we were dying in our sin with no hope. God sent a baby. How do we begin to? Well, we are in a Baptist church this morning, and I would like to confess to you that I have kids in other than Baptist churches in my lifetime. Just a few. But usually it's only Baptist that won't be back. I don't know why they so. How do we begin to examine it? Well, of course, we're in a Baptist church, and we're going to break it up into three parts. We're going to look at unto us, we're going to look at a child is born, and we're going to look at a son is given unto us, a child is born, a son is given. And I want you to start moving that in your mind's eye, in your heart's eye, if you will, to your Lord, A child is born, a son is given. As <laughs> <laughs> us, book the about of the book the No, today people are skeptical of God. Right now in the pews at Robson Baptist Church, we have people who are out there saying, I doubt God's hearing me at all. We have people in the pews who are saying, I doubt God even cares what's going on in this world. We have people right now online who are watching us saying, I doubt God even exists. There was no difference today. That was the setting setting was that they were in a besieged nation. They were constantly, constantly facing threats. Very suddenly they had peace. They were constantly in fear of invasion, constantly in fear of being totally annihilated. And they were beginning to cry to God and start to say, God's not going to be You ever met that one person who just constantly goes back to their addiction and they drink or they eat and use drugs over and over and over again and then they have no the gas to blame God. Why did you let me go back and drink again? Same picture we have in Israel. They would return to their idolatry and return to their idolatry and then cry out to God and say, Why did you let this happen to me again? That was the cold thing. he was a sudden feeling. Isaiah teaches him a sudden feeling. That does not mean that the northern people in Israel Please remember, Judah and Israel had had a civil war. And they had split. Oh, there's been many people who oftentimes placed the United States and Israel together. Many of them have shown the similarities over and over and over and over and over again. You know what? Sometimes it's intense. Israel had faced a civil war and the northern census. of Judah from David's house and they established their own throne. But God did not forsake them. He took prophets there as well. This prophet, Isaiah, in the right time frame, it's about 700 years before the birth of Jesus Christ. what? Us. What does that mean about us? Can we apply that to us? I think we should look at these verses and speak about how we grow. I think we should take that verse and start applying it to our lives, unto us. In other words, we need to start looking at us as us. Because we are an idolatrous people. You say, Pastor, the church is it. Somebody say, thank God. But our country is idolatry. We have fallen into idolatry. We've accepted the false gods of socialism, the false gods of social equality, the false gods of homosexuality. We have accepted them. We have bowed down to them. And we are worshiping them. And the church sits back quiet when we need to be Isaiah's. Born of us, us a child was born. Every one of us. That's God's gift, and that's what Christmas is all about. God sent His only God's Son to be born in the manger. I often, often get lost in that thought about that child being born that first Christmas morning or that late Christmas night. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter when, but i wonder about how God Almighty humbles Himself and becomes an innocent, helpless baby dependent upon those which depend upon God. Think about that for a second. Dependent upon Mary and Joseph to move Him, to protect Him, to feed Him, to not abandon Him. He humbled Himself. And we're the ones crying out to God every day, don't leave me, don't forsake me. Move me. Protect me. Provide for me, Father God. And Jesus said, oh, I'm you, hey, Lord, all your fathers and me this morning. That's us. I'm talking about. That's everyone. God's gift given to everyone. In fact, Luke 2, verse 32 describes the us. It says, He is a light. Jesus is a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles. In case you didn't notice, not every one of us is Jewish. He say, thank God. I don't want a big nose. <laughs> I don't want to be short. I don't want to be fat. There's a lot of things to be a fat buddy. Like this. It's a life for the Gentiles. And the glory of His people Israel. And the Jews and the Gentiles. That is the whole world. The glory of Israel. John 3, 16 tells us, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, and whoever believed in Him should not care, but have everlasting life. That's the gift. That's what Christmas is. The world. And that's the us we're we'll talking about. It. If you were at us this morning, look at the picture of this guy. Can you imagine we're in that crowd? If you look at one of them. I couldn't even begin to count how many hats I see. You know what this is? Some of you gonna be mad at me, but that's a Pittsburgh Steelers. Football. <laughs> I got an Amen. I got a witness this morning. Woo that's a Pittsburgh Steelers football game. You could tell because of the black and yellow there. That is one of their stadium rounds, probably Super Bowl time when they were winning the Super Bowl. But that's a how can you name any of those people? Can you even count the hat? Could you let alone count the hair on the head just the next day. Oh, but well, my Bible says God count the hairs. of am head of our Not one of those hairs falls to the ground. And if you're like some men, you lose a little hair every day. God knows about it. He knows your pain. Let me tell you, the struggle's real, brother. Here we have this child This uh he's of that child. We're we looking at what? Every kind amen. That's the us I'm talking about. Perhaps that's just me. You want to go drunk for that? You know, perhaps inside that crowd is also what really we call non religious people. You ever met one of those people? You met one of those crowds? I'm not religious, but they're extremely religious after I'm not religious, but I'm very religious. Perhaps inside of that crowd, there's also the people who are left out of Israel. Left out. It's Christmas time. Do we have Christmas carols to the dress the left out? Of course we do. You ever say Rudolph the red both right reindeer? They wouldn't let poor Rudolph play any reindeer game. The left out. And you know, church sometimes leaves people out too there, There's misunderstood people in there. Born to sit under you, a child has been born to non-religious people. A child has been born. Those that have been left out, and you feel like the world leaves you up. A child has been born. Oh, a child born for me. We recognize God. In the manger, we have a beautiful, beautiful scene right here. They put it up. And that's the end of it. God came, there's a baby in the manger, and that's it. You know, that may describe your relationship with God this morning. I hope not, though. I hope your relationship is far more than that. I hope your relationship is deeper than that. I hope you know Him, and I hope and pray that you know His voice. My Bible says if you don't know His voice, The Bible says The child is born. A child is born. We hey, you that famous activity scene. So picture it there yeah. It's coming. There it is. That famous activity scene. Most of us are Bible scholars and we know the why and kids show up on the night of Jesus born I and mean, movies when they come out, but we love them anyway, don't we? We need to name the wise men heavily. We got some famous stuff. We got that one everybody loves, Balthazar. I had a dog once named Balthazar. Balthazar, who's my Who's Balthazar? Who's my ear? He was the original person who brought about the teachings that brought the positive reformation. He was the mentor. interesting individual you learning about him in church history. But here we have that famous activity scene. And that's where most people in the Christianity under us, a child was born. That's where they stopped stopping at. Right there. That child was born. And I'm not growing anymore. I'm not learning anymore. I want to leave my relationship right there. I know that child was born for me. I know that child was born for you. I know that child was born for everybody. For God so loved the world. And that's where we stopped. There is a problem, though, isn't there? There is a problem. Under oh no, us, that child is born. And as we said before, he's perfect. He's sinless. He's an innocent baby. Can you imagine that perfect, sinless, innocent baby? Every mom in this room, every mom watching online, knows that their child is also perfect, sinless, and innocent So they get a little bit older. Aren't they? But soon we start recognizing my kid ain't as perfect as I thought they were. <laughs> This one never changed. This one grew up and didn't lie. This one grew up and didn't steal. This one grew up and didn't cheat. This one one grew up and didn't have those thoughts about getting evil holding the blood on changing. This one was perfect, sinless, innocent. Could you imagine what it would feel like to be his mother, to be his stepfather and to watch him stumble as he's learning to walk? And for him to scratch and the skin of little knees, and that perfect, precious holy blood to come pouring out, he'd run to those knees with. to the sin that strangles us. Somebody say amen this morning. We keep returning to that which kills us. We run back to the drugs, back to the alcohol, back to the pornography, back to the lying, to the stealing, to the cheating, back to the deceiving, back to the hatred. And we hold that word inside our hearts until it is little poison. us. And we want it. God said, I sent you a child and I gave you a son. I don't know. It's a common Boy, You have to say that right there. Our faith, our relationship with God, is how God has the be in the nature. He is a man. He is a faith. Your relationship with God has to It can't stay. With it's just a baby. It's just a growth. It's a sense of God. The Bible says, the Son was given... Can answer that. Give it to us for what? Well, we know what happened even before I was a Christian. I knew about Jesus. We had a major in our house. He was a classic major. he was the classic David Jesus and I knew he was born at Christmas time. I also knew that he went to the cross. I also knew that he died on that cross and I also knew that he was resurrected. I didn't know anything. I knew nothing I didn't know the voice. I did not give my life and my heart to him. Instead, I oh, was one of that said, I know the child has been born to me. What was the son doing for sacrifice? he to he went to the cross, he died to pay the penalty to you and for me. Look in Galatians 4 and 5, Bible says, But when the fullness of the time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, to redeem those who were under the law. We like to the adoption as some. a sacrifice to pay your price, to pay your debt, to be able to make you holy to God. John 1 12 says, But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God to those who believe in his name. Now, we're not going to stop right so I think that would be an interesting message altogether. Oh, we need to grow in our faith. Oh, we need to move from baby Jesus Christianity to crucified Christianity. But that's not all Isaiah 9 says. Isaiah 9 tells us, in verses 6 and 7, it says, For Unto us a child is born, unto us the son is given, and the government, now understand the rest of the verse, and the government will be upon his shoulder. Oh, we're going to address that. In a second. His name will be called wonderful. And I want you to understand that's a conditional particular statement there. His name will be called wonderful when you let him rule in your government, in your heart, when you let him become king in your life, when you let him become Lord in your heart, then, then, and only then, will the government be on his shoulder. Then, and only then, when you start wondering what his name is, because it's wonderful, only then, when you start getting his advice, he's a counselor. You'll find out that he's mighty God. He's everlasting Father. He's the Prince of Peace. When you let him be Lord in your life, of the increase of his government, peace, Upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it, to establish it with judgment and justice for that time forward, even forever. The Bible tells us the zeal of the Lord of hosts before you ever met a jealous person. Not jealous, but jealous. It's a jealous person. You know what a jealous person is? That guy who will knock you out of the line at Waterbury to get that stick and honey building. That's a jealous guy. He's zealous for that. You remember those old commercials back in the day? McDonald's. Remember when we loved McDonald's? Everybody did. I I know I'm telling on myself right now, but you remember that commercial where they they interviewed the people standing in line and McDonald's would say, "How do you hear this? i got to have a big Mac. And they would say, Mercator. Do you remember that? Do you remember that? You know what I'm talking about. Let me do that for you, too. Mercator. Do you remember that? Because I'm having a Mac attack. And if you did it good enough, the cashier may let you come. Get all the way up to the front. Some of you are like, not in Texas, Josh. He had one attacks. McDonald's, what are you talking about? However, do you remember those? Growing up in a military family. McDonald's was like the staples of going out to eat. That was it. Now, you know what else I remember? I remember opening up the cargo as a kid and McDonald's Petra bag falling out, and I was not too. Because you had just ridden in that car for 97 hours. Oh my goodness! Zealous! Those people were zealous for that Big Mac, zealous for that hamburger. And you know what else they zealous for? Look at those drug addicts. I sometimes envy those drug addicts. Never once did a drug addict out in the morning and say, "I don't feel good." I guess I'm not going to go get my fix. They got up and they said, "I got to hustle and get my crack or my heroin." Never once And they said, "I just don't feel like doing it." zealous for their drugs. And we're supposed to be zealous for the Lord our God. And the Bible tells us the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. No matter what's going on in the world, no matter what's happening in our lives, God Almighty's zeal will make sure that Jesus Christ is king, king and Lord of God. The Bible tells us that one of these days every knee will bow, and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Can you imagine it? Can you see it? When that long line of senators, congressmen, presidents, kings, queens, and every important person in the world is lining up one by one to bow down to the humble carpenter of Nazareth and confess to the glory of God the Father that Jesus Christ is Lord. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform that. You take that to the bank. You know what else you're going to do? You You'll be there. You just might not be in front of the line with those presidents. Unless you really want that water burger. Oh my goodness. The seal of God will do that. The government will be upon his soul. Remember, we started out looking at him as a baby. As a baby, for unto us. Oh! Is all about, and that's why we give gifts at Christmas time, and that's why God has blessed you with so much because you, as Christians, are supposed to give. Can I get an amen on that? Jesus even told us it is more blessed to give than it is to receive. Learn to give, He knows what He's talking about because He only gives. So, people ask me all the time, How come God's not giving me a good gift? I'm about have up giving you the best of gifts. He's giving you the best of the best. There is nothing better. I said, what do you mean? Because when God gives, He gives all of Himself. Amen? Nothing left. You get Him. You get to know Him. You get the power of His resurrection. You get His name. You get to be called a child of God. You get to be in Being subject under the law, yet never breaking the law, and then going to the cross and the God. Oh, and let me tell you about right that. that's the gift that's still offered to this day. And I want you to know that you need to put Him in your heart and your life because time is drawing close. Time is drawing near. You need to put Jesus in your heart. The Bible says, however, not just was a child given to us, but a son was given. A child was born, a son is given that son is the second. That only begotten son and we read it out of John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son and he was just a However, we're not going to stop there. The Bible says that the government would he had his soul. You ever watch men's you know, work? I'm not talking to you ladies because I'm telling you You ever watch them work? Elijah to be Lord of our life when He's the governor of our life, Tells us His name shall be called Wonderful, you know this. His name will be called what? Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And as a Christian, it's amazing to me the first thing we do is start telling people when we get saved how wonderful God is. You need to that. That's the first thing we do is start preaching to everybody who will listen. God is good. All the time, he listened to me. He saved me, He cleansed me, He made me whole, He delivered me, He provided for me, He healed me, He understands me, He's wonderful. And the Bible begins to tell us, when we let Him be the governor of our life. when the government gets on His shoulder, that we start calling His name Wonderful. Why do we call Him Wonderful? Because we no longer have to worry about where we're going. We have to learn to trust Him to take us where we need to be. And you know what? That's wonderful. Amen. Wonderful. Wonderful to let Him lead. Wonderful to let Him bring us where we're supposed to be. The Bible also says He's a counselor. Counselor. What happens when we find ourselves getting out of God's will and moving ourselves in our own places? I don't know about you, but we need a counselor, don't we? The Bible says He's a counselor. He brings us back into fellowship. Back into fellowship our family, our friends, our loved ones, our church, and to himself. The one who tells you what you should do, where you should be, the one who tells you what to say. The Bible also says, my is mighty God. Mighty God. That's an interesting word here in our book. We often come across God Almighty, which is El Shaddai. This is mighty God. This is Shaddai El Shaddai. He's the mighty God. He's the one who can pull down those strongholds in your life. Listen to me now. That mighty God, the one you've learned to call wonderful, the one you've learned to trust in counseling. But when you trust in Him, you don't know He does God as a mighty God. You know what He begins to do? Listen to me now. He begins to pull down those strongholds in our hearts and our lives. He begins to pull down the path when we have all that pain and we've hidden it deep inside our hearts and we think no one can heal or no one can reach or no one can understand. Our God is mighty and He's mighty to pull down the strongholds of the enemy. He's a mighty God. And as you learn to let Him be Lord in your life, you'll find out He's a wonderful counselor and He's able to defeat anything in your path. He's our mighty God. And He's our everlasting Father. Everlasting, never-ending. Our Father. What does a good Father do? They love, they pray for, they provide, they protect, they lead just for you. I want you to understand the peace you in the be believer's life. If I were to ask you this morning, what is the fruit of the Spirit? Some of you can quote it, some of you could not, some of you give it to you. The Bible tells us in Galatians 5 24 that God's Spirit makes us loving, happy, peaceful, patient, kind, good, gentle, joyful. will in a line at Waterbury. Or McDonald's. We, were, we are prone to have marriage <laughs> to Prince of Peace! He helps God Don't forget those other Romans 10, verse 10, to 13, 17. Believe on the righteousness and with the mouth of heaven, he's made himself For so the scripture says, Whoever believes on him will not be put to shame. Literally, what a saying is you will have peace. But there's no distinction between Jew and Greek because that child was born for all of us. For the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. He's wonderful. He's a great counselor. He's mighty God. He's the everlasting Father. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord. the death of that I want you to know you don't have to be afraid of the Omicron. You've got the Alpha and the Omega. You've got the beginning and the end. You've got He who began a good work in you. He will not, not leave you until He finishes it. He's the pioneer of our faith. He is the conqueror. In Him we have the victory. And God's children should be saying Amen right now. We don't have that spirit of fear, but we've got a spirit of a sound mind in us. We've got the mighty God, the Counselor, whose name is wonderful. He's our everlasting Father. And He will lead us and guide us and direct us. Don't let fear the of fear in this world overcome you. Instead, stand up and say, I'm more than a conqueror through Him who lives inside me. Greater is He in me than He that's in the world. Stand up and sing. Stand up and so you don't have to do anything. You don't have to earn it. You don't have to recover somebody. All you need to do is trust Jesus. Unto us, the Son is given. And would you let him become Lord of your life? Would you let him become... That I tuck them in their bed and I pray with my youngest son I've done it with all four of my children. And the prayer has always been the same until you know, something like this Father please bless whatever much change that he needs. Bless that child give them a good night's sleep, give them good news and let them remember that your word tells them that you're prophet's love your life. So whatever you may do, if you're willing to surrender to you today, we're going to have a word of prayer. If you're spoken to you, if you give your help, please. So Father, if you come to me, i Jesus we want to thank you for the opportunity to be in your house this morning. Would you bless us? Would you take charge, even now, that if there'd be anyone who needs to come to know you, you'll need to get your heart right with you. And so let's save you that day. We you bless you and take you in Jesus' name. If you come, if you sing, have that only, would Yes. Man Amen? Amen. Incredible Christians, incredibly bigger. He said Through throughout the years, but throughout time at first, may not have truly said to be the last two weeks. He he said he knows now what it means that God has given us. He you knows what it means that God has given us the time know what means to have them. It's the Lord of the Savior. You'll pray for them when you say amen. You'll rejoice in him as a you say amen. You're going to support them to be with him when you say amen. That's how you stand with Blessed be the name of the Lord. Brother Chris has asked us in your prayer? that God will lead him and guide him and direct him into the next part of his life. He wants to not leave God out of anything. but you're going to pray for him, would you say amen in this? So we're waiting to see what God does with you. i tell you right now, there's a call in this God's going to use you. God's already used I and mean, He's going to use him again. I'm excited to see what God does. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> well, we're not going to beat the message the that's bell today. <laughs> Don't forget, tonight, 6 o'clock, we have a business meeting. And uh, if you have time left, go in. Hey, so we're going to take a look at the gift of the magic. I'm going to be a part of that. something if we're be ready tonight. night, I'll be out of town. We'll rather, we'll want we'll to we'll take care of service to them, We'll be in prayer for them. We're going to use them mightily. Also, be in prayer for, uh, we, we do have uh, two issues I want to bring to you. Number one is, Sister Tana has been playing the piano for us on Sunday nights and nights. She has come recently to get getting too dark for her to see and just get to the That, we would that, Also, Church, the pain is retiring from the kitchen. So she's asking if someone would be willing to come up on Sunday morning to so start cooking for there. I think she's going to have to fix it up next Sunday. So if you're to be in prayer, if anybody's interested in that, get with me and let me know. We'd like to help you do some of that practice on Sunday morning. It would be helpful to consider doing a part of it. Is so. there anything else I may have forgotten? No? 10 by 13, 24? uh be impressed with me and my family fly out on these airlines. I, I know I'm not supposed to have a spirit of kids. Those things I always make me nervous. I ain't scared to death about it, you know? That's why God made me short. the <laughs> case. So uh let's close with a word of prayer. <laughs> right? Come on, brother Mark Revis, is he supposed to be present?